Hey everyone, welcome to Community Roots, the place where we gather in community to talk about mental health so we can travel the journey of life together. I'm Samuel Richards. I'm Julie Richards. I'm Sarah Wakefield. <laughs> and um, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Um, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm so glad to have Sarah back in the loop. Um, and it's funny, last week we were talking about crises and um, how... How that just you know continually comes up, but also you know our our perseverance, our uh, resilience through that. Um, but and it's good to have the crew together. Actually, Yay! I think uh, Sarah and I recorded one episode that didn't go so well in terms of technically. Um, so technical uh, difficulties. But it's been a while since all three of us have been on the same call recording. So good to have you all. It has been. It is Thank good you. to be back. Feels so good. So life has been a uh, bumpy. We talked about last time trying to overcome the overwhelming and the crises, avoiding overwhelm. Um, how do we overcome that? And so um, we got to talking here before hitting record on our episode about some stressors that often come up. Um, Sarah, you were brainstorming on some related to family group texts and traffic. Where, where do you want to go? Real life, real life with the community roots family. Uh, we, we kind of, Julie, you started off, um, the, the pre-recording discussion with, you know, what, yeah, what is real, what are real life stressors that can push us out of, um, regulation? And just being your, your calm self or your centered self, your being on home base, you know, what pushes you out of home base? Um, and to deviate from that analogy, because <laughs> you don't get pushed out of home base, you <laughs> hit a ball. Um, <laughs> uh, having some artistic license with that. I was just thinking, reflecting on my past couple of weeks, um, and just how I have felt very regulated, very connected with myself. And then I found myself dysregulated and not um, not so much that it, it required a lot of work and effort to, to bring myself back to regulation. Um, but I noticed that I felt like all of a sudden I was hitting this moment of crisis. And I thought, well, why it's not one big thing um you know it's not like I was driving and I got into a car crash or it's not like Uh, which was mom's example (laughs) (laughs) it's a teaser for that one um or you know you know nothing not one one specific thing happened but it was all sorts of little things like my dog getting into the recycling while I'm trying to be on a work call and then my cat pawing my leg to say, give me more food. And I've given him food five times now, and it's not even 10 o'clock or, um, you know, I'm taking my like, I'm, uh, work, a work thing kind of escalates and it's been monitored for a while. And then all of a sudden it just takes one person saying, oh, I need help right now. And on their own, they're completely manageable. I could get up and go and put the recycling behind a closed door. <laughs> I could throw the cat outside and get on with my work day. Um, and, but I don't either have time to, to address each one individually 
um, or I mean, that's pretty much it. But anyway, it's or, real life, right? Who does who takes that time? It's just real I, life. I also think like those things can compile even outside of your control too. Like um, something we had discussed as a group earlier was um, uh, road rage or like being in traffic mm. or something like that. Like you could have all these things pile up that are even outside of your control and still feel like, you know, suddenly dysregulated or at a point where, you know, you're like, well, like everything is bad right now. <laughs> I've just decided. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's all those things that are in the back of your brain that have occupied space and it just takes one, it just adds up. And next thing you know, you're like, I will run the man down. I will run him over with my teeny car. <laughs> and so this is something that we talked about last week. And I think mom has a technical turn for it, but it's like, um, in that moment where you're feeling the crisis, that like flash of just like overload, you know mm. what I'm saying? Where you're like completely like all your senses are going off. They're all at 10 mm. or you, you don't really, you know, and then kind of the recovery after that and so I was just wondering if you felt that and mom is there a term for that when just everything goes to 10 I can't remember well as you describe it I'm thinking about like the initial shock of something right exactly yeah yeah that it just shock then I overthought it it just yeah <laughs> <laughs> that big tep big technical term um but yeah, in that moment, it's just, it hits you so fast. You can't quite process it. It's like too much is happening. Yeah. Did and, you feel that in, in your experience, Sarah? Um, yes. And my heart rate goes straight through the roof. I get all hot and sweaty and like, speechless sometimes. <laughs> is, is there like a trigger point? Last week I talked about, for me, it's probably the spiraling thoughts that I realize I need to get regulated once my thought spiral happens like what what are your guys's triggers for that sort of thing what does that look like the thing that comes up for me like as potential responses just not even thinking of myself yet to process that but just like how we can hit extremes of either shut down and wall off or kind of mm. react and explode which is similar to our episode we had talked about a few times ago on receptivity and reactivity and that river of well-being. Like if we're not in a good, peaceful place within our window of tolerance where things are okay, we tend to have more reactions on the extremes, which could look like shutdown or could look like um, something more like explosive or reactive. Mine tend to be, I'm a bottler. Um, so my reaction is to bottle up what I'm feeling and to control it, mm. um, but I'm not actually controlling it, um, because I'm not giving it really any attention. I'm just stomping it down and like, I'm probably like sending my cortisol levels through the roof, um, because I'm, I just keep adding it into my bottle, my body as a bottle. And then that that shock happens whatever that that last little simmering pot is put on the stove um and i've got so many pots now and i think samuel what you said about the spiraling thoughts like i just i hit this stage of just despair of like well 
the world's a horrible place. Everything's and is that bad. where you catch yourself? It, well, when do you feel like, what's your like trigger? I'm curious. And mom, you're allowed to give the therapist answer. You totally can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I didn't know if there was a specific thing. Something Sarah, you mentioned earlier was like getting a little sweaty or something. Mm-hmm. Like, is, is that the symptom where you're like, uh, I need to, I need to stop for a second. Or is it like, um, maybe like thirst because for me, yeah. the spiraling thoughts happen and that's where I feel my body go like, okay, something's weird. You know, we've had six, 10 negative thoughts in a row and, mm-hmm. uh, and something's going just like, is there a reason for this or is it just kind of a, you know, a spiral? I, the world turns into a vacuum and I really can't hear anything. Mm. Um, and I feel alone. I feel it's, it's this crazy feeling of there is no one. Um, mm, there's no future. There's no hope. Um, I don't know what's going to come next and I can't fathom it being good. And so I like, I don't know. I, I lose a little bit of hearing. Like there's no mm. sounds. There's it's, it's a void. I feel like I'm there. It is. I feel like I'm in a void mm. and we've talked in previous episodes and Julie's mentioned this many times and you too, you mentioned thirst, you know, take a shower, ground yourself. You know, I'm not doing any of those things. It's the absence of all of those things. That's my, that's my trigger. And that's when I go, Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just see like the boot symbol. Anyway, go, yeah. go for it, mom. I was just going to say that these are the things that get our attention. Like they Mm -hmm. serve a purpose to say like warning, warning or alert, alert, like, you know, send in help because things aren't going well right now. So you're both describing that as far as how, you know, whenever you're in need of more um, grounding or support or regulation. And, yeah. And so that's where I felt like that would be a good place. Cause I think that we all have similar symptoms in that way. And there might be people listening who have like, who can kind of relate with some of these. And so let's talk about getting regulated. Like you're in that moment. We just got past the flash, you know, of shock. <laughs> um, the initial stressor hit, the bomb landed, right. and you're just like, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, I do think an appropriate first starting place is a pause because it mm-hmm. is kind of like I need to get into this moment because I'm just um, jolted out of the present into this uh, like hyper arousal or shutdown of just like maybe like Sarah said, a void of just where am I right now? So we need that slight pause to be in there, that awakening of something is needing my attention. Something is not okay. And something um, is kind of inviting me or drawing me back into a place of more regulation. Does that resonate at all like sound like there's a pathway back and we're trying to figure out what that pathway back is like because we've acknowledged the stressor we've acknowledged the shock and the dysregulation that we might feel in our nervous systems that you know warning bells are going off in one way or another we're either activated strongly or we're shut down and we've lost activation but the pathway back then is 
how do we find our footing and how do we find this regulation? Back as in, uh, yeah, to a regulated point. Um, I had a question about that pause because I've been in moments of pause and normally what I do is, you know, take a walk, take a breather, but I still do think about the problem. I wonder if like, even in moments of trauma, like, should you try and completely separate or just, I guess, do what feels natural, listen to your body? Yeah, I don't think there's ever just one way to to handle sure. it, that it has to be. I mean, I would say what's most congruent with what your body's asking for. Sometimes we step away and take a break from it. Sometimes we get outside and walk or does it mean you completely don't think about it? Well, sometimes it's still trying to be processed and it's still coming up a little bit, but right. I think even, even keeping in mind the goal for regulation is not just that we're in this happy place or that we're calm all the time. And I think that's an important um, insight that Lisa Dion has talked about, you know, whether it's in parenting or working with children, or maybe it's in our relationships that, you know, sometimes we think of, well, if I'm regulated, that means I'm very calm and mm. I'm um, always in this like peaceful, happy zone or something. And I like what Lisa Dion teaches. She says that regulated means that I'm mindful and aware of myself in a moment of regulation, I can think clearly, I can make a conscious choice. I'm able to notice my breath. I'm able to feel grounded. I can speak clearly. And I have an experience of being in my body. I'm connected to myself. And so you might have a lot of energy still going off in the midst of that, but you're noticing those waves that are coming up and you're, um, learning how to ride them out a little bit, like acknowledging these are the things that are stressful right now. There's a lot happening right now, or I'm feeling on edge or irritated or the, the traffic is getting under my skin or something, but it's that I'm here for it. Like that I'm able to accept this is what's happening right now. And I can be present in that. And I can start to notice the things around um, you know, we've talked about grounding techniques before about naming things that you see in the room. It could be naming colors. It could be, um, finding different objects. It could be things that you can do with your senses that you see, hear, smell, taste, touch, things like that. But that's that process of kind of coming back online to know where you are, know what's happening, and then figure out what you need to do next. It's not simultaneously happening that we're stressed and grounded at the same time. I think there's almost like a awareness of the stressor and need for a pause, regroup, get, get balanced, get regulated to know what's next. One of my favorites is definitely like those body sensations, like focusing. I've said this before, like I ground myself by feeling the ground underneath my feet. And then kind of move up and just kind of feel, you know, like my breath. Um, and, you know, something that we try on this show a lot, uh, affirmations. Sometimes I just sling out a couple quick affirmations to myself, like mentally, just mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, kind of regulate in a way, remind myself of the history I have or kind of the situation I'm in right now. Um, yeah, that's that's just what comes to mind for me after that flash. Mm-hmm. 
I, lo I love the use of affirmations. I've noticed that when there are things that are beyond my control that are difficult to deal with, that I can come back to what I know to be true, even about myself of like, I'm committed. I am a learner. I am present. I am showing up. I like, those are all things that I can choose to do and be engaged in that, that aren't impacted directly by whether or not the other person is also in it with me mm. or how they're responding that I can come back to, well, I do know this about myself to be true. Um, yeah. I just think that can be a, a supportive reparenting of ourself and getting us into the present. And that boundaries hand symbol. <laughs> I see you wanting to talk, Sarah, but it's just that that last thought that I want to add in was that grounding symbol, like one hand over the heart, one hand extended. That's something I think of too, just to remind myself of my boundaries. But go for it, Sarah. Well, Samuel, I, I feel that I, I do the same. Um, I use my boundary symbol all yes. the time. Um, and I'm not always putting my hand over my heart because sometimes I'm driving. It's, I just put one hand up. I'm like a... I got my seatbelt on and my hand on the wheel, you know, I'm putting one hand, like, um, protecting the seatbelt counts as a hand, I think. Okay, over the heart. good. <laughs> In that situation. Um, yeah. But one thing I was thinking about identifying when I'm in a moment of, um, dysregulation. So, you know, we were talking about being dysregulated and what you do, um, to draw back into your body. Um, I feel very much in my body in those moments. Not that I'm connected with my body, but I feel like I've shrunken inside and something that I have found to help me is to acknowledge like, oh, Sarah, you're getting dysregulated right now. Mm. Oh, I, the thoughts that are running through my head, um, and usually they're thoughts about, you know, like I said, being in the void, being lonely, being, having no hope. I can say, wow, Sarah, those are some thoughts that are hitting me really heavy right now. And I see them and I notice them. I'm probably really overwhelmed right now. I'm probably overtired. Maybe I need to wash my hair. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I tend to go a couple of days without washing my hair. So when my hair doesn't feel good uh, or doesn't feel clean or, or tidy, then I start to feel grungy and I start to feel icky and it just kind of like goes top down. But um, noticing that I'm in that moment has in the past helped me. Um, and I say in the past because I feel like every dysregulation is a little bit different. Um, and you have to have a tool chest to accommodate and address um, when, when you get pushed out, pushed out of home base. Um, so noticing and identifying and kind of, and, and I do talk to myself like I'm a child. I do say, Sarah, I'm sorry you're in this moment of dysregulation. This stinks. I hate being in this moment. These moments are the worst. Um, and even doing that helps me breathe a little bit more. Um, I'll even talk to myself out loud when I do it and just say, Oh man, I am feeling dysregulated. I am noticing that. Okay. All right. It's, it sounds like it's a moment of validation of being congruent with yourself. Like this mm -hmm. is my reality. This is where I am right now and I'm able to name it kind of gives me some space to be in that place. And like, you're not shaming yourself right for now. being yeah. there. 
Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, I definitely hear not only the absence of shame, but also the presence of self-compassion that you're being kind to yourself in it as you validate, as you acknowledge, um, there's such a sense I was thinking, reflecting on this this morning of just how important that is to have a sense that we matter and that we exist. And that's something that validation does for us is a way of saying like, that's really real and true and you're here and you matter. And that, that needs to be heard and held and seen. Right. I mean, that sounds like what you're doing in those moments when you're kind of speaking to yourself or your inner child, nurturing your, yourself is to say like, I see you you matter. This matters. We exist. I'm here for it. I'm not alone in that. I had a therapist tell me, um, she was a wonderful, um, therapist to work with. And we did a lot of work, um, a lot of EMDR and, uh, also some cognitive and behavioral therapy to help me build my tool chest. And after every session, she would tell me to be kind to myself. She would say, you know, we've been through a lot this session, be kind Mm -hmm. to yourself this weekend, be gentle. Mm-hmm. And um, I appreciate you. I'm really, my heart is very warmed by you mentioning that again. Mm. It's almost like after a massage, whenever they're like, okay, drink a lot of water. Because <laughs> uh, part of lot. it is the recovery. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's really interesting. I think um, hmm. I like uh, uh, what I was kind of sitting with was this kind of turned into a uh, trail mix episode. <laughs> uh, but well, you can take lots of goodies on your route wherever yeah. you go. On your roots. I think if we can learn to just check in a little bit on on what level of energy do I have in this moment? Like how where am I on that continuum of being either hyper aroused or hypo aroused? Um, to help ourselves be within that window of tolerance and stay more present and grounded that allows us to kind of notice what our body is asking for and that we can be more mindful and more aware and be more responsive to ourselves. similar to how Sarah you're processing it with, you know, giving yourself and Samuel mentioned too those words of affirmation, that encouragement of what I'm needing to kind of steady myself, um, that brings us into moments of regulation and we need to surround ourselves as well with safe people that can mirror that back to us. And that is something that's really neat about like seeing your faces as we're recording together and knowing that we're on this path together, we're on this journey together. And we want to offer that, especially to, to our listeners that, that we're in it with you. And, um, we're all trying to figure out how, how to be healthy humans and how to be regulated in the midst of things that can sometimes be stressful and stormy. Yeah. I think that, you know, um, I like the, the name of this season, just cause, you know, coming back to home base, I feel like that's what a lot of us want, you know, to be regulated, to be kind of feeling that feeling that you're at home, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, good job team. Another one Yay. of the books. Um, <laughs> Uh, did we want to ask a question before? Yeah, I was I was excited to hear this week in one of my sessions. Um, 
that a, a question, and this comes from a 17 year old, which I'm super impressed with, um, that there could be this level of processing for an adolescent, but at the end of each day, instead of just adding a gratitude moment, which is great, it's, you know, be looking for our gratitudes, but the additional question was, how have you showed kindness or goodness to yourself today? And I think that kind of resonates with some of what we're talking about to be regulated is that like, we're taking that moment of compassion to notice like, okay, life is hard. This was something hard that I was not expecting to happen or that I feel jolted by or shocked by. So what what kinds of things happened today that showed that I was able to show kindness or goodness to myself? I was thinking, oh, I, I don't know. Have That was a great, great question because what have I done? But um, I made myself lunch and I didn't eat just a protein bar. I mean, I turned the oven on and I put wow, down wow. some chips, shredded a little bit of chicken over top. I like made myself lunch. And I feel really cared for. That's awesome. We used to um, share, I don't know if you remember this, Samuel, but um, we learned from Pia Melody's model and the Meadows, they talk about um, sharing what things that you do that nurture yourself. And mm. one of the the guys in the small group would say breakfast nurturing. Lunch <laughs> I nurturing. remember that. Do you remember that? <laughs> and he had the greatest accent too. So it was like, whenever you hear breakfast nurturing, it was like, oh yeah, like that's a nurturing choice I can make is what nutrients am I filling my body with? Like, that's a great way to be loving and kind to ourselves, and not neglectful and just filling up on junk or whatever, like. I love that. That's Thank a beautiful you. example. Very practical. Um, yeah. So I was in a lot of meetings back to back. I was going to say, I didn't really feel dysregulated today. I felt pretty good, but um, I was feeling like, you know, Hey, I've had meetings inside all day. I'm going to make these next couple calls outside. And so I went outside and watched mm. the chickens, you know, um, I've been doing this new thing with their food. So they go crazy for their food now. <laughs> you know how like animals, you feed them the same thing every day. So of course, like they're tired of some stuff. Well, figured out how to make it tastier for them. And so that was fun too, to see them kind of like gobble down the food. <laughs> so joy. Yeah, That's that was joy. my moment. Like of a moment of delight and yeah. fun and being able to enjoy that moment. And the sunshine <laughs> in the middle, you know of definitely. a cloudy season definitely yummy yeah so Fun. good well good question yeah. 17 year old <laughs> whoever you yeah. may be <laughs> yeah. and I want to put a plug in there too if anybody is looking for counseling and in in the state of Ohio but um I would love to be a support and so reach out. And I know that our podcast is going to be going back on the air. I don't know if yes. you talk about any of that. Yeah, it's We're sure. trying to reach more people. Stay tuned for updates. Uh, our goal yeah. is to try and go to a couple of different radio stations here. Uh, we were previously a part of WGRN and we'll probably rejoin them as well. But some other things in the works too. If you like what you're hearing, you know, um, definitely help spread the word if you if we can help connect into a community. But I think that's good to note too, you know, um, JHR Counseling, of course, the mom, the business mom has started, uh, which is just her is uh, a sponsor of the podcast. Like we um, often she's in our recording studio right now um, at her office. 
Um, so, um, yeah. And, and part of this is an outreach, uh, for kind of first steps counseling or like just be getting plugged into a free resource that is about your mental health. And if you want to expand that, yeah, mom's a great, uh, resource. One of the, uh, adoption specialists in Ohio, but um, also a plethora of other things. It's funny. I'm just meeting mom's clients out and about now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But That was such a great story. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, thanks so much for joining this week. Uh, Next week, we'll have another deep breath and uh, then we'll be back. Um, Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon.